Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Bucks fall behind 17-0, then fall 27-24 to the Kansas City Chiefs as they lose their second game in a row at Raymond James Stadium, this time to the world champions. A slow start. Gets them and a tough finish as well does them in. We'll talk all about the Bucks collapse, where they sit now in the wild card standings, and what they can expect that they have to do in the final four weeks after this bye week coming up with Joey Knight here on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer Steve Bursnick. Hey, Old Northeast Jewelers has two locations now. Their original store, of course, is in 4th Street in St. Petersburg. They've been there for years, but now they have a brand new store in Hyde Park. The address is 1607 West Swan Avenue in Hyde Park Village in Tampa. Now, don't forget, Old Northeast Jewelers has online consultations and free delivery to your door for jewelry, rings, and luxury watches. If you need money for the holidays, and who doesn't? Old Northeast Jewelers is always buying fine jewelry and luxury watches, or you can trade in a piece if you have something new. Visit the new store in Hyde Park as well. That's at 1607 West Swan Avenue, and of course, They're always in St. Petersburg on 4th Street. Old Northeast Jewelers. All right, I'm joined by Joey Knight. We're here at Raymond James Stadium as we do this podcast, Joey. And uh, in many ways, of course, the score is identical. 27-24, that was the score of the loss to the Rams just six days ago. The Bucs dropped both these games now uh, to the Rams and to the Kansas City Chiefs. This is not what they wanted to do. They're a 7-5 football team and looking for all the world like one that is searching uh, to, to rediscover something, anything, whether it's on offense or defense, this is a team that obviously needs a bye week. But more than that, um, I'm not sure that they're much more than a mediocre football team, even if they're able to navigate these final four games and get enough wins to get in the playoffs. Well, they're a mediocre team in, in the first quarter of games. Uh, just doing a little homework before this podcast, Rick. Their last four games, they've been outscored 52-7 to in the first quarter. That's not going to beat anybody. That's not going to beat the Rams, the Jets, anybody. Um, you know, like you said, this, this one played out quite a bit differently than, than the previous week. Um, and, you know, I, you got to credit the Bucks for making some adjustments uh, after that. Uh, just a abysmal start. Tyree kills, you know, nationally staged clinic. Uh, at the at the expense of Carlton Davis, but credit the Bucks with, with making some defensive adjustments, getting a little bit of a pass rush, doing some stuff with their secondary. Uh, Tom Brady finally flourishing a little bit with the deep ball, got the Bucks back in this game. They they had a chance to win at the end. They just couldn't get the, get the Chiefs off the field. And yeah, right now they are uh, they are a mediocre team against the playoff teams, as we've seen against the likes of the Rams and the Saints. And those kind of teams, they're they're seven and five, and really their only saving grace today, Rick, is the other teams that they're kind of in contention with, namely the Rams and the Cardinals lost today too. So they didn't lose a heck of a lot of ground in the playoff race, but it's been a while since they've beaten a really good team. 
The Saints did not clinch the NFC South. They did, of course, win over a quarterbackless Denver team uh, in a game out west. But um, and I think we pretty much figured that the division is no longer up for grabs. The Saints are a better football team than the Bucks. They've beaten them twice already and failing some collapse, even with Drew Brees on the bench with the injury uh, to the ribs. Um, I don't think that's possible. So yeah, they're fortunate in that cert- certain teams lost. They didn't lose ground in the wild card race and the final four opponents. It's not exactly a murderer's row. You're playing the Minnesota Vikings, the Falcons twice, and then you finish up with Detroit, which just fired Matt Patricia and, and their GM, uh, Bob Quinn. So um, those are all winnable games. You figure they have to win maybe all four, but at least three of the four to make the playoffs. What does that buy you? Well, we don't know. Right now um, it would buy you, obviously, a road trip to, uh, to either Seattle or Green Bay or someplace like that, which wouldn't be very good for the Bucks. But regardless, I, I thought, you know, there are some things that I see in football that that wow me. And, you know, today was one of those games. Tyreek Hill, who is not exactly an unknown commodity in this league and certainly not for the Chiefs, was basically left to be covered man-to-man by Carlton Davis. A couple times there was a single high safety cheating to Travis Kelsey's side. But for the most part, they left this cornerback out to dry. And I mean to try to cover a guy that runs four two six or whatever it is that Hill does man-to-man uh, under the best of circumstances, Tyreek Hill had himself a day in the first quarter. He went over 200 yards. He finished with uh, 269 yards on 13 catches. Oh, by the way, the game ended with a first down completion to him so they could run out the clock in front of Carlton Davis, which seemed somewhat apropos. I don't know what Todd Bowles has done except lose a little bit of his mojo. We remember a few weeks ago we were lauding him, praising him, uh, for the combinations of blitzes and confusion maybe that he created with Aaron Rodgers and the ability of his defensive backs to make plays, being number one against the run all year. And now all of a sudden, this looks like a, a, a defense that at least, as you mentioned, that stat starts games horribly. Um, they can't get off the field. Uh, they did limit Kansas City, or maybe Kansas City limited itself to a field goal in the first possession. But after that, um, this this Kansas City team was on skates. The Bucks' offense isn't helping them, granted, but they they have lost whatever swagger I think that they had early in the season on defense. You know what, Rick, and you've seen it the last 20-some-odd years, the Tampa 2 is a pretty tried-and-true defense in this league. It works, and when the Bucks reverted to that, it was pretty effective in this game against the Chiefs, a heck of a lot more effective at the outset. So you ask yourself, why didn't they go to that to start with? What was this press coverage against Tyreek Hill with really no sign of a safety, maybe a single high safety from time to time in sight, and you see what Tyreek Hill did? You, you go back to what's tried and true and what has worked in the NFL for a quarter century, if not longer, and the Bucks were able to get you know some pressure with a, with a four-man rush. They were kind of flooded the zone a little bit. They flustered Patrick Mahomes. Well, as much as Patrick Mahomes can be flustered, that's kind of of a relative term. But the fact is that they slowed Kansas City down. Why they started the way they did with that man coverage, which just was a recipe for disaster, is beyond me. I don't have an answer. Yeah, it just it seemed puzzling. And they, they, did, uh, they did do a better job in the second half. And Tom Brady, look uh, – you can't start games on offense the way he did. They had one first down in the first four possessions. Um, that's certainly not going to help your defense. He continues to, uh, uh, you know, they had some makeable third downs that they didn't convert inexplicably. One was a long pass that 
had no chance of succeeding. Um, he was hit today, and I know, you know, even though it's going to show that there was one sack, I thought he felt the pass rush of the Kansas City Chiefs a lot, uh, whether it was blitzes, whether it was, um, you know, them just rushing four. And in some respects, I mean, the offensive line has been battered, and Ali Marpet came back after missing three games. He was cleared from concussion protocol sometime, I think, uh, Sunday morning. And we watched Donovan Smith try to go through some, you know, some drills. He did not practice all week, had a, had a bum ankle, and ended up going out there and lasting the entire game. But I think I think the rush has has especially against these better teams, the Saints, the Rams, um, and and then in this game against Kansas City, it's really affected Brady, and I think it affects him early in games. Yeah, I think that's true, and I I think that played out today you know as we saw in the in the uh in the first quarter it just took a took a while to, to get it rolling the deep ball eventually came around there was you know some nice deep throws and completions in play action kind of vintage brady but initially to start out with it wasn't connecting and you're right rick i, I don't have the final numbers in front of me he only got sacked once but he got roughed up and hit a number of times that said i think the unsung hero today is Donovan Smith. If you can have an unsung hero in a losing effort. Um, Bruce Arians told us, you know, he, he came to the ballpark today with that left ankle and a protective boot. He told Bruce Arians that, hey, I might be able to give you a half. I don't know. I'm going to try to give it a go. And darned if the guy didn't play the whole game. And I'm paraphrasing Bruce Arians here. He says that guy gets bashed a lot, but he's a heck of a football player. And he showed his fortitude today going out there and you know it's there's a lot of things you do with a bum left ankle he was backpedaling you know and in pass protection bursting and run blocking lateral movement it's really amazing what he did today and you know it'll be kind of just glossed over because the story obviously will be Mahomes and Tyreek Hill torching Carlton Davis and and Brady and his ongoing struggles but I mean, that guy deserves a round of national kudos just for, for what he did today. Yeah, absolutely he does. And, and uh, you know, we, we'll dissect this one in, in probably uh, the, the first, you know, three quarters of this season for the next week or so uh, because the fact of the matter is they can't do anything about where they're at right now. This is the low point of the season. They've lost two in a row for the first time. There was a lot of expectations about, you know, Brady coming here and they got off to a really good start, and teams were talking about them being a Super Bowl team. And Bruce Arians reminded everybody that they were trying to hand him the Lombardi Trophy in August and that this stuff takes time. You've written about it. I think they've added to their continuity problems because of adding players like Antonio Brown or even Leonard Fournette. I still don't think they got all that ironed out. We see Scotty Miller occasionally. We don't see him as much as we did earlier in the season. So they're definitely a work in progress. Um, but the fact of the matter is is that – this football team hasn't beaten a good team, and they're going to have to do that um, at some point if they're going to go anywhere in the postseason. There is this perceived notion. I think Brady tried to address it, and, and, and I've talked to national guys that cover uh, the you know cover Brady in the past, and I think Jeff Darlington had a report. There seems to be you know the, a lot of outsiders. I think most of it comes from Boston saying there's a rift. There's something there between Brady and Arians that. You know he's never been called out by Bill Belichick, and you just don't you just don't blame other people and not take accountability for yourself if you're Bruce Arians. And I think that Brady tried to put a kibosh on that a little bit. He was asked about it, and he said, "Look, 
it's just noise. I love everything about playing here. You know, I, I, I don't know what else he could say. You, you know, if there, if he does have beef, he's probably not one, especially Brady, to air it publicly. Arians might, but he wouldn't. But I almost believe him. I, I think I think that there's frustration, but I don't think that there's any kind of, you know, uh, rift, if you will, between Brady and, and, and Bruce or Leftwich. I just think they're just trying to figure things out. And it's clear that he's going to have to play in this offense. Look, they're not – tailoring it any more to him than they ever did there was plenty of deep shots and he had to hit them and the two but the two interceptions he threw late in this game in 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 the second half they wound up beating him because you know one was deflected um off a helmet the other one was just a kind of a bad throw Under under duress under pressure again that usually is what starts his bad throws um but i i don't know if this is going to be the story if we get to the end of the year and they don't win the super bowl this is always going to be, hey, it was a bad fit. But if things pick up and they win the next four games or three out of four games uh, and maybe they play well or even win a playoff game, I don't know. I mean, it just always seemed like this was going to be Super Bowl or bust. That won't change. And if they fall short of it and they're only 7-5, and five, um, this is going to be the story now that Brady was a bad fit for Tampa Bay and for this offense. I really think people have to – accept or come to terms with the fact that it's not a Super Bowl or bust mentality in 2020. It might be Super Bowl or bust in 2021. I'm like everybody else. I'm really fascinated to see what Tom Brady can do when he has a full-fledged offseason, a spring, a series of OTAs with generally the same components around him. We don't know if all these guys will be here again next year. That's Probably not likely, but just having the same nucleus to work with for a full year. You know, if there's any kind of semblance of normalcy in 2021, he'll have this year under his belt. He'll he'll know, you know, what what Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich want to do, how far they're going to go, how much they're going to tailor it to him or how little they're going to tailor the offense to to his strengths and weaknesses. And then they can go forward from there. And then just that year of repetition and rhythm and routine and just developing a chemistry with those guys. Then we'll see, you know, it, presuming Tom Brady comes back at age 44 in 2021, then we'll see what this is all about. But I really think, I really think the, uh, the narrative going forward is this is kind of a two-year plan. You know, no, this, is, this has all been unprecedented for all of us in 2020, just, you know, with everything that's happened. And it, it didn't help matters. It didn't help continuity matters. The fact they bring in Rob Gronkowski a little bit later and then Leonard Fournette and then Antonio Brown in November. You just can't develop a cohesion on the fly. So this time next year, I think we'll have the real answer to the story of whether it worked for Tom Brady and Tampa Bay or not. It can't be Super Bowl or bust in 2020 but it can be in 2021. Well, here's what I here's what I wonder because there's still a month of the season left and you know, they have a chance. I don't know that they'll do it, but they have a chance to fatten up on some teams that aren't having great years. Now, I know for example, the Atlanta Falcons beat a Raiders team that, you know, was very much in the hunt uh for a playoff spot and they beat them handily. Um I've seen the Falcons with in their worst years come into Raymond James or in Atlanta give the Bucks fits and that's usually the case with NFC South teams. They're not afraid of each other in that respect, no matter what the records are. However, um, if the Bucks were to go and, and, and run the, the you know, go to go four and or even three and one 
the last month of the season and getting into these playoffs. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. How far away are they really? I mean, they just played the Rams to a three-point game and had it had the ball with two minutes to go and Tom Brady, a, a, a timeout, a two-minute warning, and just needed a field goal to tie, a touchdown to win, and he airmailed one into coverage and it was intercepted. They lose that game. Now, did they make a ton of mistakes? Could they not stop the Rams' offense? All that was true. There was, but, but there was many opportunities to win that game. Today, against the world champion Chiefs, who are playing about as well as the Chiefs can play. Look, Patrick Mahomes, as great as he has been, he threw 50 touchdowns one year. He won a Super Bowl MVP. He won a league MVP. He's playing as well as he's ever played. Um, they're 10-1, and one, okay? The Raiders got them once. Maybe they, they lost focus, whatever. Um, but that's a great, maybe the best football team in the NFL. Okay, they're down by three. Even though they got behind 17 to nothing, they battled their way back. They're down by three with four minutes to play. And the defense couldn't get off the field. They couldn't give Brady that one last shot. So what I'm saying is, how do we, I mean, how far away could they be? You know, if you were to get it, and again, Brady has never made this run as a wild card to the Super Bowl, but you know that it's a play here or there, and it seems like the better teams are making it, but it shouldn't be a shock that Kansas City, with Mahomes, with Andy Reid, been together, been to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, he's quarterback this third year now, MVP, all that, the Saints with Drew Brees, the continuity with Sean Payton, even though you know uh, now they have Taysom Hill, but those are the teams that were going to thrive in a COVID era as opposed to bringing a guy down from 20 years to a new system, doesn't know any players, can't work out with him except at a high school on his own, and he's produced so far a 7-5 and five season, which couldn't end up being 11-5. and five. You, you just said it. That's, that's why I think the referendum on Brady and Bruce Arians, this whole project, it really can't be held until 2021, just for the reasons you laid out. And, you know... They are. This is a this is a league where you're one or two plays away every week for most of the time. And I'll tell you what, this 27-24 loss feels a lot different than the 27-24 loss we watched on this same field Monday night. They, uh, you know, a few like we talk about. You know, if they come out defensively with a little bit of different philosophy, maybe we're having a whole different conversation here today. And and you know, just to take it a step further, just to put it all in perspective. You know, last four games, we've laid out the opponents they've got to play. This team could very well finish 10-6, and six, maybe even 11-5. and five. Who knows? And, you know, if I'm a Bucks fan, if I'm a longtime Bucks fan who lived through the 80s, who lived through the early 90s, who lived through most of the early part of this millennium, you know, I can't be too displeased. You know, Tom Brady's coming in here and done his job to a degree. He's brought respectability back to this offense and this team. You know, taking them to the playoffs for the first time in, you know, nearly a decade or more than a decade. 
you know, that's that, that's one step. And then again, as I repeat, in 2021, we can make the final judgment on Tom Brady and Bruce Arians after they've had a year in the system, after they've had a fairly, you would hope, a fairly conventional offseason in which to really just refine and polish and develop a chemistry with, with the guys around them. That, that'll tell us the story. But yeah, you know, 11 and 5 under these circumstances, you know, you got to keep it in perspective, Rick. Yeah, and and uh, like I said, they they're going to have to uh, to regroup and reassess what's going around in the NFL. And I thought it was interesting. Bruce Arians said this to his team after the game that our biggest opponent during this bye week is the virus, yeah. is COVID nineteen. I mean, the Denver Broncos had to play a game without a quarterback. That's a tough thing to do, and and it showed. I mean, if you look at the numbers. They're not NFL-like numbers. And a lot of people thought, well, that's unfair. But the league has come down hard on these teams, increasing the protocols every week um, to the point where if you're sitting in a meeting without a mask and they know about it or you're not tracing, the, you're not contact tracing without the right way, um, they're going to come down hard on you. They don't care if it wipes out a position, and they have said so in their memos, and it did. It wiped out an entire position for the Denver Broncos. Now, why they didn't have a quarterback um, that they could move up from somewhere uh, that wasn't meaning. You know, a lot of teams talked about the lone survivor. We're going to have a guy that's on our roster that doesn't sit in the meetings. He's watching remotely, maybe by Zoom. Um, but this league is closed today and tomorrow. There are no facilities open around the NFL. They have not missed a game yet. Of course, one has been postponed. That was supposed to be played last Thursday. will be played on Tuesday, I guess, but uh, with the Ravens game, I guess it is. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, this COVID thing it has affected almost every team. The Bucks, from a player standpoint, have been fortunate. They've had some players get it, but not frontline guys. How scared do you think it is, or how scary do you think it is now, to tell these guys, hey, you have a bye week, but unlike any other bye week you've ever had, you can't go anywhere. Oh, and by the way, you may still be tested. I don't even know. I assume they'll be, they have to be tested every day at one buck place because they can't fall out of the protocol and then come back a week from now. But that's a big ask, but it's one that, that the teams that handle it will have some kind of an advantage. We don't know what players will be back when they reassemble to play the Minnesota Vikings. This is this is a scary prospect right now. I'll tell you what, I think they got the message by seeing what happened in Denver, by seeing what happened with, with the Ravens, uh, you know, who, whose game got pushed back. I, I think that, you know, Bruce Arians in his press conferences kind of publicly challenged his guys. Just, you, you better mind your P's and Q's during this bye week. And obviously nobody's going to go anywhere. They're going to stay pretty much sequestered, for lack of a better term. But these guys, you know, they, they've seen what's happened to other teams, seeing, ha- you know, having games derailed and possibly seasons derailed by COVID. So I think that just kind of struck the fear of God into them right then and there. So, you know, um, and you, you raise a good point, Rick, and it's something I didn't think of till you brought it up. I guess they're, they are going to have to keep getting tested every single day. So literally, they cannot go anywhere if you, you, know, you want to stay within that protocol. And, you know, that's probably the, for the best right now, considering the, you know, the world we live in. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting week. The players uh, will be off, whatever that means in this 2020 era. But the coaches, of course, will be there. And I'm wondering how much, if anything, they will change. Look, there's a lot of people smarter than me, including Tony Romo on today's broadcast, who is harping on the fact that this offense is stagnant, that there is almost no motion pre-snap 
or or post snap um, that that uh, you know where everybody is. Um, that basically the quarterback has to make reads uh, in his drop and make the right ones. He doesn't have a lot of time to make decisions. They are throwing an awful lot of deep balls. Um, it doesn't look like what Tom Brady does, and yet I think he's trying to fight through it. The personnel is, is what it is. I mean, they're using everybody with the exception of Shady McCoy as a running back that's been been in, uh, on the bench for the last few weeks. I don't know that they're going to change a whole lot. I mean, it doesn't seem as if Bruce Arians is going to change his offense. Can they Can they hone this in? Can they win with what we see here? Uh, which is Ronald Jones had a couple big plays. He had a big pass play today. He had a big run uh, in this game. Um, is, is it enough to have play action? And 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 you know, if, can you can you protect Brady with a beat up offensive line that has fought to hang in there but hasn't always gotten it done against the better teams? I mean, I think we know that if Brady has time, he's going to slice some people up, but they haven't consistently done that and. I wonder if they'll use this bye week at all uh, to try to – I don't think Brady's going to take it off, first of all. I think he's going to be at that facility almost every day. Maybe he takes a few days just to regroup and spend some time with his family. But I'm telling you, there's work to be done here. And this is the first time they've had to do it because think about it. Since they reassembled um, for the first time, they didn't have training camp, had about a week or 10 days, 14 days in August – this is the first time they actually had to take a breath and step back and go, okay, what do we need to do? So in addition to getting healthy, I think you might see a team that comes out with a few little irons that has a chance now to iron a few wrinkles and be a better version of whatever it is they're trying to be um, because they've they've had some some misses here. I mean, this coaching staff does have to coach better. There's no question about that, whether it's Todd Bowles' schemes aren't getting communicated or you're asking guys to do things they can't do. This does not look like a well-coached football team against some of the better teams. Right. And they're not going to overhaul or change who they are. We know that 11 weeks in, but what they can do is tweak and adjust and refine here and there. And I think you'll see that. I think you're exactly right, Rick. I think when they come out of this bye week and I think Minnesota's the next opponent, I think you could see a little more, uh, a little more pre-snap motion. You know, um, maybe some some different things with, with the tight ends in terms of protection, though they do use a lot of two tight sets already. I, I think you could see, see some new wrinkles. I think that's what they will do in this bye week. Certainly not overhaul who they are, but Tom Brady, I believe, will be in that facility an awful lot along with the coaches, and they're just gonna they're gonna tweak and adjust here and there, and just refine what they do, and I think that will come to fruition against the Vikings. I think you're absolutely right. Well, Rob Gronkowski had a good day, uh, six catches, 106 yards. Chris Godwin, who's still playing with pins in his finger, catches eight for 97. So they had some good days. Mike Evans with a 31-yard touchdown, his 10th of the season. And we mentioned Ronald Jones gets his first receiving touchdown of his career, a 37-yarder where he uh, tight-roped down the sideline. Talent is not a problem. Uh, continuity has been, execution has been, and mostly falling behind in games against good football teams has been. The fight is there. This team continues to try to crawl its way back into games that they seemingly are out of. Uh, I, I mentioned the last two games, the Rams and the Chiefs, good football teams that may go deep into the postseason. Um, they were right there with either the ball or a chance to get the ball back and win the game. 
and they weren't able to pull that through. So we'll see what the Bucks do coming out of the bye week. All right, so we'll see how the Bucks uh, do manage to regroup during the bye week. We'll talk to Bruce Arians, of course, uh, later today on the Zoom call before uh, the players at least are able to break for the week. And who knows, maybe a writer or two will get a day off. We'll see. Uh, hey, before we go, friends, remember to visit uh, Old Northeast. They have two locations. You know the 4th Street location in St. Pete for years. Well, now they have a brand-new store in Hyde Park. The address is 1607 West Swan Avenue. That's in beautiful Hyde Park Village in Tampa. Don't forget that Old Northeast Jewelers has online consultations and the free delivery to your door for jewelry, rings, and luxury watches if you need money for the holidays. Hey, Old Northeast Jewelers is always buying fine jewelry and luxury watches, and you can trade in a piece if you have something brand new. Uh, just uh, go see their uh, new store in Hyde Park. It's absolutely gorgeous. And, of course, always at 4th Street North in St. Petersburg. For Steve Burstick and Joey Knight at Raymond James Stadium, where the Bucks have lost uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs 27-24. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 